It's not easy being awesome. It really isn't. Getting badass rides, super smoking hot babes, and fire really helps. But if you want to be truly awesome, then you need to get your booze at Riverside, Riverside Wine and Spirits. Not only do they have a totally kick-ass selection, but they have sweet ass-kicking deals, too. If you buy a case of craft beer, and that's four six-packs, four six-packs, then they'll give you 10% off. Count it, 10% off. So, if you ever start feeling lame and need a change, then go to Riverside Wine and spirits and get awesome. Hi there, ho there, Brew Chatters. I am Tanner, and here we are once again for another rousing episode of the Brew Chat Podcast. This week, we're here to uh, take a trip down memory lane. It's our nostalgia episode, and uh, in taking that trip down memory lane... We thought it'd be a good idea to drink some of the first beers that, you know, me, Jared, and Alan ever learned to drink. So, uh, yeah, it's fun. We've got some uh, good beers and some not-so-good beers tonight, but uh, or for this episode. But we also talk about our favorite cocktails, how the internet and social media has and can influence the sale of booze. And we talk a little about uh, the Fast and Furious franchise, because we just uh, got caught up with Fast 7 and preparations for... Fate of the Furious or Fate 8 or whatever it's called coming out here in a couple weeks. Should be called Racing Submarines. But anyway, yeah, so we talked about that a little bit. And uh, yeah, also, don't forget this Friday, Riverside will have their Growler promo going on again. And I believe it's Ballast Point this week. So make sure you get down there. Stephanie may be there. Say hi to her. And I think that starts at 4. But in the meantime, here's the Brew Chat Podcast, episode 62. We got a big weekend coming up. Yeah, a big do. weekend. Big weekend in Chattanooga. Yeah, lots of stuff. Yeah, we've got a. Yeah, I guess Bruce Guys is on Saturday. And then the film festival is Thursday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> it's a big weekend. Yeah. Big weekend. We're going to be down there doing all sorts of crazy shit. I know we're going to be doing a live podcast, at least one. And then we're going to be down at a. Bruce guys filming and sort of there. Yep, but that's Saturday twelve to four for Bruce guys. Yeah, yeah, and I guess like, might as well let the audience know. But yeah, we're playing that super by ear just because it's the first year of that <laughs> festival, and I don't think yeah. anybody. Yeah, I don't, yeah there's not a really soul know. on this earth that knows what's going on with mm-hmm. that. I'm sure. So, I, here's what we know: it's for charity for the Rotary Club. That's right. The Barley Mob, some other homebrewers, probably giving away some beers. It's going on from twelve to four. I forget where, but, but it's <laughs> yeah. on the internet. Yes. I want, it's downtown somewhere. It's not far. And the weather's supposed to be pretty nice. So we'll be there. Mm-hmm. We'll be giving out our beers, too. Yep. Yeah, I believe it's down in front of the uh, Chattanooga Brewing Company. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that I think they're going to block off. It's basically what they like block that? off for the tailgates for the soccer game. Okay. Oh. And they'll just block off that street and have all sorts of... Nice. Right on. Does the uh, ticket that we have to get in, uh, does that include food? I know we got in. Okay. I <laughs> am not sure. Well, I mean, like, well, there's I guess probably the... going to be food trucks. Isn't that usually what they do? 
Possibly. At Chattabruga last year, was there food there? Or this is how much trucks? we don't know about. Yeah, they had that. some food trucks, and then they had a VIP section that was like fully catered. Right. I haven't yeah. heard anything about a VIP. I don't for think Bruce it's. Guys. I mean, it's a it's a charity thing. Yeah, and it's a homebrew. And it's yeah. a homebrew. Yeah, there's thing. there's yeah, it's apparently not, it's not, not going to be like... any. There shouldn't be any. No, it's like not like a BJCP no, so. sanctioned thing or anything. Yeah. But it should be fun. Come down. Donate yeah. to some charity. Enjoy some beers from Chattanooga's finest home brewers. That's drink right. for the kids. And Jared. <laughs> and Alan. <laughs> and drink for the kids. And yes. drink for the children. It's for the children. Yeah, that's the best way to drink is mm-hmm. if it helps We tend to do children. that a lot. Yeah, we, we to, like to drink, drink for the children. For the children right? Speaking of drinking for the children, I'm wondering how I'm going to segue this. Yeah. Yeah. I got uh, these. The beers we got this week from Riverside, shout out. Yeah. Are... Probably, what do we say? The first beers that the beers that made us start drinking beers. Yeah, well, not necessarily that. I kind of it's our nostalgia episode. Yeah. So I was thinking, um, like, kind of the first beer that you liked, because I, at least for me, I know I drank beer for a mm-hmm. while. I would drink PBR, kind of whatever was around, because I didn't really like beer. It was just kind of in college. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm just looking to get a little crazy. So whatever's around, I'll just get it down. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until I found right. my nostalgia beer, which is Stella, that I was like, huh, this is actually pretty decent. And uh, But I'll get into Stella once we get to it. But uh, yeah, we're drinking Jared's nostalgia beer right now. Oh, and we're I'll, starting with my number nine. Yeah, yeah, yep. we've got Magic Hat number nine. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, I was telling you before that this isn't necessarily like the first one, mm-hmm. but uh, one of the beers that I found myself like going back for and being like oh yeah that was pretty good mm-hmm. it was uh, another one of the magic hat beers which was a circus boy which was a half of ice and uh kind of like you know alan's blue moon <clears throat> well not this blue moon but we'll get to that too <laughs> <clears throat> but um I, I can never find the circus boy anymore they had it on draft somewhere uh when we were in frostburg and uh, they had this one too. And I, I looked on the website locator; it's not within a hundred miles of here. Yeah, I don't drink a lot of Magic Hat, and this is honestly probably the uh, first time I've had this beer since since college. the last time I brought it on. <laughs> Did you have it's, we had I've it on here before? I brought this one on here like twice. I really? Think. Yeah. yeah. Then since then, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it was but one yeah. of the first ones I can remember having once I was old enough to buy my own beer, and I hated it at the time. But that was when I didn't like beer. That was when I thought like pale ale was the mildest of all beers because it has pale in the title. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, if this is not quite a pale ale, like this ought to be like safe as a gateway beer. And to someone who only drank like liquor and specifically at that time yeah. in my life, Captain Morgan, um, I did not enjoy. But of the ones on the table, this is probably one that I would willingly, the one I would willingly go back to if I saw yeah. it somewhere. Like if I if I'm at a bar it's part of the beer club like i'm not gonna be mad I, I, i'm not gonna be mad when i gotta go drink the number nine and check no. that off the list no no i it's like refreshing. this one still it's got apricot <clears throat> yeah. is it, it called number nine for any particular reason um maybe like is it the ninth number beer? nine and it's like drink yeah me. i think it's a beatles reference mm. it's their flat it's beatles magic reference? hat's flagship beer i always thought maybe it was like the ninth beer that they brewed or i, I don't i've always wondered where the nine comes from <clears throat> Nine. Let's see. It's on the bottom of the fucking box for some reason. An ale whose mysterious and unusual palate will swirl across your tongue and ask more than it answers. An ale brewed clandestinely and given a name whose meaning is never revealed. 
Why number nine? Oh. Why indeed. A sort of dry, crisp, refreshing, not quite pale ale. Number nine is really impossible to describe because there's never been anything else <clears throat> quite like it. Cheers. The cast and crew that is Magic Hat Brewing Company. So it's very enigmatic. That's what it's going for. Is and it there's wants definitely you to not a lot of mind. other beers. Why indeed? Like this. No, there aren't. It's the uh, the apricot. Yeah, I think so. It is a very distinct beer. And very clear. Mm-hmm. I don't know sort why it, it's not color, stuck out like this to me when we've had it on here before. Maybe by comparison to the other beers we had. but yeah, It's coming know. out of Vermont, so it's way, way up there. Yeah, it's up there. I don't know like the freshness on it. But it's got a cool, cool box, cool trippy label. I don't think they've changed it at all since I had it. Since I no, first I don't had think it, so. Like, Ten years ago. Yeah. But it's it's good. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, it's yeah. a good beer. I mean, it's just kind of <laughs> is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cool it's bottle. Cool. Light art. bodied and you know very drinkable. Performance in every bottle. Smooth and sweet and yeah. Hmm. Next. Yeah, next. Who's next? next? Yeah, we couldn't get yours, Alan. I can't uh, believe that. Yeah, for, yeah, that's terrible. No, they were like, surprised. I can't. Yeah, no, <laughs> we were all surprised. Like even the guys at Riverside were like, "Wait, no, there's got to be Blue Moon here." Like, yeah, just, <laughs> it was. I, as mentioned earlier, I started on liquor way back in my early drinking days, my pre-pre-drinking days. It was liquor. Moved up to eventually moved into cider, like. And not even the good ones like Woodchuck. Mm. Woodchuck Pear was on draft at my usual bar, and that one's not as bad. It's not the Pear one. Well, isn't. I mean, I but then I go back and Woodchuck. drink it later, and it's like sugar water. I can't even think about Woodchuck since we had that cider episode, though. Like right. that, those were yeah, so God, good. those were real ciders. Were those were cider. No, this ciders. this was sugar water, and it it looked like a beer. I know there's people that say no, it doesn't, and you're right. It does, but in a dimly lit college bar, <laughs> yeah. in a slightly opaque plastic cup, it looked it looked like a beer as opposed to my liquor drinks, which weren't fooling anyone. Um, so I could look like I was a normal college kid, but drink like woodchuck pear flavored sugar mm. water. But that's not what I'm drinking now, or will be drinking. Right, it's the it was the Blue Moon Belgian White. That was uh, right around the time. Blue Moon was coming onto the scene, and it had the shtick of, like, oh, put an orange on it, and it'll, like, be better. And I know the formula was different, because every once in a while, I try and drink a Blue Moon again, thinking, like, this'll be good. Like, I remember <laughs> really loving this beer, and it's it's much more, like, astringent-y now, since it got bought mm. out by Coors, and, yeah. like, it was, like, one of those first craft breweries you started seeing everywhere, and that didn't yeah. last long. It got bought real quick. But, um... It was dark. Yeah, what we're actually drinking is the what the cappuccino, cappuccino oatmeal stout brewed with oats and cocoa with decaffeinated coffee. Nice. They yeah. finally changed up their label art after. Yeah, I was about to years. say. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh yeah no I could I could get a picture of that there'd be some orange slices on there and then at least people knew I was drinking a beer mm. very orangey flavor. Uh, they said it was a Belgian white style which. Now that I think about it, it, might be one of the reasons I gravitated toward that style. Yeah, very lot. That's one of the first beers that I started to get into. I didn't even realize I was gravitating towards that mm-hmm. until I'd had several. Yeah. But yeah, just Belgians and wheat ales and things like that are really easy to go yeah. down when you I first think that's, turn to drink. 
I never really put that together before, but I think that's what got me in there. Mm-hmm. And then, then of course, you For try sure, like yeah. the really the, the actual good like Belgian ales and white ales and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is so much better. And Blue Moon sadly got left to the macro breweries. Yeah, but like like an Allagash White now, that's a good one. Mm. Or the Grimbergen that was a that I love strong Belgian one. Blue Moon was one of the first ones I started out with too. Like, and even still, yeah. I'll order it occasionally. Like if I go to Crust. It's uh, they don't have a ton of yeah. beer on tap there, so yeah. I'll usually get blue. No, that's and I'll crust. do the same yeah. thing. Like, and I still get an orange in it. Where there's not a really great selection, mm-hmm. I'll go with a with a blue. Draft is way better. Mm-hmm. The bottles, yeah, for sure. I can I can Always. still enjoy it on draft, but the bottles are uh, it, the formula changed when they got bought, and probably mm-hmm. has changed several t- times since then. But well, and that's formula is changing something. I'm gonna get into with my pick, but ah, uh, Stella. Yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> no, I see. You guys, I well, I'm maybe not you, Alan. You said you weren't a huge fan of this particular oatmeal stout, um, despite liking stouts. It's the the cappuccino. I'm not a coffee yeah, yeah. Person. You're not yeah. a coffee dude. Not no. at all. You don't. No, don't. No. I don't like the flavor. Like Kahlua, it's not my thing. Um, it's it's just a flavor I don't really care for. My mm-hmm. wife loves this stuff. She she'll be mad when I tell her that yeah, this we were drinking not... the cappuccino oatmeal stout. This one's not bad. Like, yeah, it's not horrible. I'm not a big stout person in general, but I mean it's not bad. I've had I mean I've definitely had better oatmeal stouts and better coffee stouts. I'm told I'm told from people who like the these type of things that it's really good for like people who enjoy coffee oatmeal yeah, stouts. It's not bad. And it's decaf coffee, which it's I'm decaf. a fan of. Their um, summer, eh. their summer pack has. I had it last night. It's got, uh, I forget which four. The regular. It's got their summer honey wheat, mm-hmm. some other thing, maybe like their pale ale, and a mango wheat. Mm. That's what I thought. <laughs> it is like drinking. It's got the sweetness of the mango is overpowering, and I know mango is like a flavor I like. But it was like, like when you get like a tea down a mango iced tea, and it's got way too much of the mango puree in oh, it. Oh yeah, like it didn't have the mouthfeel of that, but it had the overpower, overpowering cloying sweetness. I couldn't get. I got halfway through it. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. It was. Damn. It was like a fake mango taste too. Mm. I don't know if they. Uh, I didn't read the the label too hard, but yeah, they just you get dump the, a bunch of moaning syrup if, in there. Yeah, if you get the chance to try it and you really really love mango i mean pick one up i'm not gonna say commit to a whole thing <coughs> but it's i'd give it i would give it a pass they went too far with the mango and th- not far enough with the beer i think hmm. you've been fooled by blue moon before with that agave that was one of the worst beers i ever had i've had that one that beer is disgusting yeah good the first God, time they released their gross. agave tequila summer beer it was truly awful. Oh, it yeah. Was... I remember I got that in one of those, like, four-pack samples. I may have had it with you guys, and I may have bought a sampler no, with it now. We didn't bring again. One. I haven't had it since oh, that did... first time. It yeah, shows I remember I bought it last year when it popped up in one of those sampler boxes. I might have tried moon, some. And I was just like, good God, this shit is disgusting. It's awful. Their limited releases are very hit or miss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cinnamon, like, roll one they had, phenomenal. Yeah, that was pretty good. The pumpkin's right. usually pretty, pretty good. The spring mm-hmm. one they had a few years ago just like a a general lighter like spring ale mm. it was it was good mm-hmm. but yeah that that agave thing and ugh. Ugh. i can sort of appreciate a brewery though like 
when we had Stephanie on, we you know we learned about Ballast Point and their extreme scientific measures they take mm-hmm. to ensure the quality of their beer. But I can sort of appreciate a brewery that's willing to roll the dice a little bit and just oh, yeah. they don't have all those measures and they're you know maybe they brewed you know Blue Moon brewed that agave shit thinking well maybe somebody will drink it maybe it's just not for our palate <laughs> fuck it let's put yeah, it we'll out on market yeah, see like what happens seasonal variety packs not on its own but you know mix yeah, it just with the others throw yeah. a couple in there see how I, it does I figure that's how they do it is yeah. it yeah that's how I would do it if they get enough feedback that people are buying the variety packs more and people love like the agave thing like well, I, I feel like sam adams did that to some of its seasonals mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. their their seasonal packs are crazy they have like six different beers in there so it's like two of each wish i could get it without the boston lager it's just taking up space but, right we all like, know what boston lager tastes like but yeah like their spring that's probably why they got rid of my favorite white ale well now more than ever now if you wanted to like basically market test beers that way, I mean, you can do that with any product, but beers, I think it lends itself really well to nowadays because you've got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. all this, mm-hmm. and hashtags. So you can fucking see whenever somebody's drinking or bragging about drinking your beer or anything. Oh, yeah. So if somebody's posting about the agave stuff, be like, hey, we brewed this and we kind of hated it, but evidently people like it. So, yeah. Because I know there's definitely, I can't think of one right off the top of my head right now, but I know we've had beers on here that. People you love know, and we just none of us. Yeah, or like. vice versa. That <clears throat> so I know that happens Boston and it has Lager, to happen with the brewers themselves. Mm-mm. I like the Boston ale though. I don't know why, but it's a very different flavor, and I enjoy that one. Yeah, Sam Adams usually disappoints me. I found, unfortunately, I, I don't like their, the Boston holiday, Lager, but I like some of their other ones. Their seasonal ones are pretty good but they're regular beers that they just have all the time or just like mm-hmm. that uh <clears throat> shit we had one here the other day that i just bought as a tester it, it's a new one they've got out right now what huh. oh the fresh as hellas didn't yeah. care for that oh i thought yeah. that one was pretty all right well yeah pretty all right is what sam adams does best yeah valid, <laughs> valid point yeah valid point that one was i feel like they were trying to make the blue moon Mm. Uh, Belgian white with orange. It was a Hellas lager, different style, but too much on the orange. Yeah. Mm. Again, it tasted like sort of chemically, which I guess you can say about putting an orange in your beer. At least it's an actual like orange slice. Yeah. And it's not nearly as fake, but yeah, the Sam Adam, the freshest Hellas was not not one I would go back to necessarily. Mm. But Stella. Yeah, let's get to Stella. So you guys, these have- can I just say really the the neck of this beer has always annoyed me. I do not. I hate it. No, yeah, I'm no. I uh, I've always hated the neck of this beer. They've changed the their bottles. There. Wow, it's because got- I've not bought these in a long time. They've changed their bottles. They're now like I know we're breaking out on nostalgic beers, being like, oh, this does look different. Yeah, um, <laughs> but Stella does that thing where they like wrap it up to the cap. Yeah, I hate that. And you'll go to pop it off, and they'll be like. You just get paper on your lips. And yeah. No, I I'll be honest, like I started drinking Stella. Shit. I uh it it was probably I don't know, maybe this would have been probably two thousand six or seven. And I bought Stella because I was 
watching Entourage at the time, and they were drinking a lot of Stella, <laughs> Stella. on Entourage, which I, I've got a lot of, to talk about Stella here, actually. Um, aside, well, also, Stella is uh, it's old beer, 1366. Mm-hmm. Damn. Old-ass beer. It's 5% alcohol by volume. But I started drinking this because they drank it on Entourage, and I, I was watching... The, I mean, if you're a dude in college when that was on air... That's the fucking show. I mean, the rich you know? dude, Mr. HBO over here. Yeah, but the right. reasons I noticed on HBO, like, even still, like, they'll drink a lot of Budweiser and they'll drink a lot of Stella. Budweiser bought Stella a couple years back. Mm. And when I first started drinking Stella, Budweiser had not bought Stella yet, um, which is relevant later on to this story. Um, but bought Stella because I, I watched Entourage. They drink a lot of it on there. And I thought I was cool like Vinny Chase. And the reason that it was always on HBO shows, because Stella, they've got their own film festival. They put a shit ton of money into underwriting of films and film events and stuff. And I think that's pretty cool. Hmm. And that's one of the reasons I like drinking them is I was like, oh, you support shit I like. I'll support your shitty beer. <laughs> and But at the time, I very much did not think it was shitty beer. I very much enjoyed this beer. And I don't know if the Budweiser buying them out i do and the answer is yes yeah of course and i don't i don't know what changed it had to have been the water but it is so they may have even changed something it's not the, to do with the beer and changed didn't something the bottles with the bottle. used to be brown and now they're in these green no ones. they've always been green they've, okay but now they've uh i don't know if this makes sense but a much more feminine shape it, it is no it's, like it's a taller shape. shape yeah yeah um where the others were just a standard beer bottle yeah they still had this stupid Too bad we can't paper wrap, but yeah, it's on the outside. So I'm gonna pour this here. This has quickly become. Uh, I may vomit on this episode. I'm not even joking, because this beer used to be delicious. I mean, yeah, it was like a European Budweiser. But yeah, it was good. I genuinely liked it. And then something changed, and now it is nothing but skunky and skanky and gross. <laughs> You guys at least got nostalgia beers tonight that you all sort of like. Uh, oh, that smells skunky. It, but this beer is gross. Like my, that smells skunky. I can't even get the Stella that I once had. That I can't get the Blue Moon I once had either. My Magic Hat number nine's been pretty s- solid. Like it just smells like vomit. It smells like how the toilet bowl oh, smells after smells you throw up from beer. Terrible. I don't even want to put this in my mouth. It it's got a very cloying mouthfeel to it. Uh, I'm just not, gonna, I'm just not smelling God. it. I mean, like, I can smell it. I'm just choosing not to. Uh, it's like... Stale. Yeah. It, and it, it is. It, it's like Heineken. It comes in these... I want to say even possibly lighter than the usual green, green yeah, bottles. Yeah, they're really light green bottles. Yeah. And, I mean, this thing's probably just been sitting in a warehouse, getting hit by the sun, and... Well, you also know that uh, of all, I don't know if you've ever done that trick where, and for people listening, they may not know this trick, but if you put, I don't know, maybe an inch, inch and a half of water in the bottom of the bottle and grab it by the neck and like hit the top really hard, the air pressure with the water will blow the bottom out of the bottle. Yeah. You can, you can do that best with green bottles, which shows that green bottles are the weakest glass that they use for beers. Weaker than clear? Maybe clear bottles break pretty easily too like that. But yeah, just being able to do that so easily, you can't really do it on a lot of brown bottles. 
I've never tried that. I mean, I know it works. I've just yeah never tried to like. I've capped or I've like. I don't know what the technical term is. Ass tap people's beers and like hit them with the bottle of my bottle, bottom of my bottle, so it foams up and ruins mm. their beer. But now the green bottle, green and clear. Not only are they shittier for your beer, but they're actually weaker glass, hmm. which makes me sort of wonder if one of the if they didn't change the beer recipe at all. Maybe, and not even changing to this new weird bottle, but maybe once they got bought out by Budweiser, Bud, Budweiser and some cost-cutting measures slimmed down their glass. Maybe they degraded it, their glass back a little bit, and it had nothing, the flavor change had nothing to do with the beer, but maybe it was just, it was getting more light pollution than it was when it was a European beer. Probably. But that something definitely changed with this beer. Sums up with you, Stella. I, this is the first time I've gotten Stella... It's the first time I've had Stella in this apartment, I'm pretty sure. Does it come in cans at all? Uh, I hope not. Yeah, I think you can get those, like, tall 16-ounce mm, cans. Okay. I wonder if that would taste too different. Cause this it is, would taste really, and this like... And this has burned me so much, and I've literally really. thrown this up to... I, I've had this at a party before. Last summer, I'm not even joking, <laughs> I went to the fridge. Somebody had a Stella. I hadn't had one in a while. I was like, oh, Stella. Nostalgia beer. I grab one. And I'm just kind of walking around sipping on it, and it it literally made me gag, like one of those like toothbrush gags yeah. where you think you're you may throw up. Yeah. Like I'm not actually drunk and sick. I just like I gagged from it, and the gag reflex was gonna make me sick. And a beer should not do that. This beer. Just is drinking a beer should not. Really do that. Should not. It's pretty bad. Like I'm probably not. It even smells gonna open like that when you one. mow a lawn and you like bag it, and. But, like, you did it on, like, you mowed the lawn on, like, a Wednesday, but, like, trash pickup days on Tuesday. Yeah. So you wait there. a week, and the, those grass clippings are just, like, fermenting in the hefty bag. And you leave the bag in the garage, of course, because you don't want it sitting, like, you don't want it in front of your house like an animal. With Mr. Mm. Fancy Pants with his garage over yeah. here. <laughs> and so then you drag it out, and all the water is sank, and it's, like, you wonder if the bag's going to break. Sometimes it does. You set the bag back down. And you get that woof of, like, fermented grass clippings. Mm. That's what this beer tastes like. It tastes like it tastes like grass that's been in a hefty bag for almost a week and has gotten super funky. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say kind of like that, but instead of, like, instead of putting it out for the trash, someone took it and mashed it with their bare feet, like, into a liquid, like how you would mash grapes for wine. Mm. That's more like what this beer tastes like. When's the last time you bagged lawn clippings and moved them to the end of a driveway? Just out of curiosity. It's been a while. Okay. <laughs> it's well, it's very because what you're describing is just sort of the same odor, though, is what I yeah, get. Yeah, but that. it's it's there's <laughs> like there's there's a bit of foot in here too. Uh, yeah, is I, what I, I was think, going for. I think it's foot like, comes out of that bag though, <laughs> like when you. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. No, I get your, I get what you're saying, but, but that's this, sort of what it already smells like to me when you okay. leave it. All right, fair when enough. you ferment the grass mm. clippings for a week. Well, I would like the record to show that I'm rinsing the taste of this beer down with a Corona. A Corona <laughs> without a lime tastes better than this beer right now. You know what else tastes better than this beer? A Rockdale Classic. It does. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have this I beer. Mine. Stella, like I, and well, and that's the thing I've wondered too is it's not good. I, I say this to everybody that I've I've drank with over the years, and I remember 
just friends I had and us drinking Stella, you know, 10 years or so ago. I'll be like, yeah, have you tried Stella? It tastes like shit now. Because I'm always wondering, is it my taste buds that have changed as I've gotten more into beer? Have my taste buds gotten more? And it's it's a, probably a combo of both. But have my taste buds changed and gotten more refined towards beer? Or do they fuck up their recipe and really start making shitty beer? I That's bet always tough to say. You You would have to... You're going to have to get it on draft somewhere. Because I suspect a lot of this has to do with light pollution. I'm not saying it's going to be good on draft. But I will say it's probably different. Not that it's going to recapture the magic or even taste half as good as you want it to. But based on that (laughs) shitty looking bottle, I can guarantee you that draft will at least taste different. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it'll it'll, it'll (laughs) taste different. Maybe it's these horns they put on the side of the bottle. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, what's up with that? What is that, a cor- cornucopia, a horn? I don't fucking know. And it's got like a turtle on it. <clears throat> Some fucking shit, I don't know. Well, uh, I also brought, and we don't have to bust these open, but I kind of want to. because I don't think Yeah, let's bust them open, because um, I don't want to open that other Stella. I don't really want to open that. I don't want to drink the rest of the Stella. Yeah, okay. the, only, right, the only one oh, I, I only so, want to open left is the magic hat, that the yeah. other magic hat we've got left. I win. I don't want that. <laughs> oh, I thought. I don't the, you I thought don't want the coffee the, uh, stout? Yeah, you don't like stouts either. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I got some magic hats. The only one magic hat you guys can yeah. split it. Now, this one is the. I, I brought these beers not just because they're the ones that I'm going to be giving out this weekend and I wanted to try yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also because they are the first beers that I will have nostalgia for out of beers that I brewed in the future. Mm-hmm. Because the Black IPA is the first one that I brewed that I actually enjoyed. And the Red IPA is the first beer that I brewed that won a medal, silver medal, in Memphis. Yeah. Woo. But, yeah, so these are the second versions of both of those beers. And I guess I'll pop one on open. Are these the ones you just finished brewing? Just finished fermenting? The Black's been ready for a little while. I uh, have a case yeah, ready had, to go. Yeah, I've had that one, and yeah. then that one's right, the new one. Let's, let's, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's crack open that one first. Okay, uh, this one's the Irish one Red Round 2. It's red. <laughs> it's ready? It's it's hopefully ready, it ready, and it's definitely redder. It'll be ready by Friday, but it should be about ready now. <clears throat> we'll see how it goes. God, that Stella was bad. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I might just like stick that thing in my car to give to a hobo. That's just mean. No, it, no, it's <laughs> I, I, I. You kids, have done that before. Homeless, Tanner. They're already down no, on their luck. I'm, You're going to inflict this sewer water on them, right? Like, That's it, just a dick move, dude. <laughs> they have enough going on. They have enough form. of a problem. Yeah. Bad form. That is. I've done that before, though, where I've just uh, I've bought like a twelve pack and just left it in my truck, even if it's warm. Uh, cause they'll come up and ask change if I've parked downtown somewhere and I'll be like, Hey, do you, do you, you got an extra, you know, change to spare? And I was like, I don't man. But I mean, you want a beer? Uh, yeah. Do you want a beer? I'll give you a beer. Cause I mean, you know, not, I'm not going to call them out. Cause I mean, I get it. You want a beer, man. I've got no problem with you. You know? Yeah. You should probably go get a job, but I, I get it. You know, you're just squirrel trying to get a nut. So I'll, I'll cut that. Because I, I genuinely think I'm doing a good service by giving them a beer. Because that keeps them 
they've at least got a beer. So there for a minute, they may spend the little bit of money they do have on something like some food or something they actually need. Mm. So that's my thought process instead there. Of on a beer. Yeah, instead of on a beer. If I just cut that out, yeah. Mm. So there's method to my madness. All right. Yeah. Irish when Red. I was in uh, when I was in Baltimore one time, just as a side note, there was a guy that had a sign who was begging for money, but it said "Need money for beer." Yeah. So we gave him a dollar because he was at least being honest. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Irish Red. It's uh, smells nice. Yeah. Oh, it looks real nice. It smells nice and, it's and about, malty. Um, it's about a. It's between a seventeen and a twenty-two. I'll call it like a twenty. 19 I'll, or 20. I'll preface it by saying that the key, the lanyards we have are not the most accurate. No. One is green. <laughs> it's a One consistent is, system, though. It's kind of green. If we keep using it. Yeah, yeah. we just yeah, always yeah, yeah. measure it by <laughs> the, the lanyard. lanyard. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is between a 17 and a 22 on the okay. uh, SRM lanyard. Yeah, like my walnut one is darker than this lanyard will allow. Right, and mm. as you'll see with the black IPA, uh, the black IPA is darker than this blue moon. Hmm. Boom. What's the uh, phone number on that? And well, just for the audience, the lanyard we're referencing—it's a—it's uh, a lanyard that's got uh, different oh, yeah. shades of beer on it. Yeah, it's got like the and, SRM scale on it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but what's the phone Thanks, number on Brian. there? What's it advertising? Yeah, good old home Brian Bender gave us these. Homebrewing. Homebrewing.org. Yeah, I wonder what that phone number is. brew. We should call that on air uh, one night. Yeah, it's eight six six nine zero four B R E W, not ninety four. Just in case. You guys Someone's were confused. Call. Anyone yeah. was confused and wants to call. 866-904-BREW. Yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, it's handy to have. And uh, Brian hooked us up, but mine's about like a 19 or 20. Yeah, that's a, that red. Is that, that's the red, good. right? This is the red. Yeah, that's a good beer. That's I a like good one. that. You like this one too? Yeah. Yeah. I gave one of those to uh, Jackie, who's helping us out on Saturday. She liked these as well. I think it needs to... Chill out. It needs it needs a couple more days. So light on the, uh, mm-hmm. but it'll mellow out. What's well, the time? Did you bring one of these over the other day? No, I don't think so. Okay, then never mind. I didn't give that. <clears throat> um, I don't know what I brought. Maybe the pilsners. Maybe I had a couple. Pilsners yeah, maybe I it was those. Yeah. Uh, they had the rubber those bands. Are good too. Did they have yellow rubber bands? I believe they were bluish, greenish. Nah, they would they would have been yellow or red. Yeah, maybe I'm colorblind. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, no. The the red ones I used for the red ales, and the yellow ones I used for mm. the pilsners. And then I have this black, which I can open too if you guys want. Yeah. This one I've been drinking. I just need to save enough to give out this weekend. Uh, yeah, I'm really oh, wondering what the uh, what scenario is done there. I don't. I hope they've got glasses so we can add to our glass collection. It wouldn't surprise me if they don't have glasses and they hand out solo cups, though, because this thing seems kind of shambled together, but we'll see. Hey, whatever. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to knock it. No, I... Uh, it's for the children. I assu- I'm assuming, like, you know, Brew Chat's got passes to get in. Obviously, brewing-wise, we're solid, but... Yeah, I've gotten so ma- so little details on that. Thanks. You know, and I'm not knocking the people throwing it together. I know it's difficult to put a festival together for the first time, but, yeah... Just, yeah, not gotten a lot of details there. But, yeah, it should be fun either way. We'll be there. In we'll, be there. we'll be there. Yeah. We'll be figuring it out alongside you. Mm-hmm. Slinging some beers. Mm-hmm. And dicks. 
Well, that's what that goes without saying. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely slinging dicks. Always. (laughs) No pants. But, uh, yeah, this one, this one's much, much darker. And, yeah, I would, I would say it's darker than this blue moon. The blue moon's got more of a reddish tinge to it. Yours has a browner. Yeah. Especially on the head. You've got, like, a brown. That's true, yeah. Oatmeal stout looking head on this thing. This has a very, very crazy aroma it almost smells like a a shampoo hmm. it does yeah uh brian. it smells i mean it legitimately smells good like not not beer good but like this just smells good it's got a very distinct aroma to it i don't know if brian had one but based on the recipe he said it might get in your head but soy sauce hmm I'm not getting a lot of hmm. soy sauce on this. Not one. a whole lot, but hmm. It looks like soy sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it maybe, maybe that's where he was getting frothy soy sauce. Yeah. yeah. No, it. I mean, it smells like a shampoo to me, like a like a Bath and Body. Not as flowery or as fruity, but hmm. I think that's the hops. It's got yeah, some flowery so. smelling hops in here. Which ones did you use? I used. <clears throat> there's five different hops in here. Jeez. <laughs> there's Centennial, Citra, Cascade, Magnum, and Willamette. Hmm. You should call it the high five. High five. Wish I knew which ones I was smelling. Maybe the Centennial, maybe the Citra. Or the Amalgam. It was it was dry hopped with Centennial and Citra. Damn, I'm good. <laughs> I'm gonna figure this thing. You out. were also there when I made it. Yeah, but I was also times. drunk. Like That's I true. think I've so smelled I. this lady. Like this smells like a lady, and I'm pretty a sure lady I dated you her. her mm. Off the floor of a bar somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right. No, like I smell. This does not smell like beer to me at all. I'm getting zero. I mean, like yeah, there's the alcohol smell that's just naturally there, but I'm able to block that completely out. And this smells like a lady. A pretty lady at that. Ooh. Well, thanks. Yeah, that smells... I mean, I, I would like that in, you know, an Airwick or something. That just right. smells well, tasty. There's another one in here. You yeah, can, I'll, you I'll, can I'll, dump I'll it out and just leave it sitting No, I'll, 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 sure I'll dump it out, it. and I'll put some of those sticks in it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> It'll Oil get moldy, and sticks. yeah. Oh. Speaking of, your keg is still sort of overflowing. I believe it. Yeah, you're the one that said leave it there. But it's it it will and it's, it's our, interesting it's the, uh, to bring open this up because it's fermentation experiment. Yeah, yeah, it's not it hasn't overflowed anymore. Probably. So it's just sort of like in there, chilled being now, stale, being stale now, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it hasn't. Like, yeah, I guess it hasn't like, overflowed. Well, explain what's going on to the audience. Yeah, so. I made a copper ale, and this was an entire roll of the dice, and normally my roll of the dice has been working on some beers. Um, and the recipe itself was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, tastes pretty good. It looks, bring, pretty, looks really good. Bring it up for my father's 60th birthday. He requested I make a beer for it. Copper ale seemed like the one he likes. So. But whilst moving offices around, I found one of those like little fridge kegs. Um, there's a name for it that completely escapes me right now. But the um, pony keg, or pony kegs are something different. No, pony kegs yeah. are like they're the, the kind you see at the 
you've seen Heineken Those in them. It's Heineken, like it looks yeah. like a yeah. gallon or two like of a, beer. Yeah. Um, and I found a really cool one that was like totally German and everything, and it had never been used. It must have been like some marketing piece or something. And because it had it had the pour spout, which was still pushed back in there, and it was it clean inside. And like I said, no, never been used. And a little loose-fitting plastic cap on top. And I thought, well, what if I uh, what if I try filling this up with some of the beer during the well during the bottling? I was like, let me put some of the beer in here, and I'll see what happens because that'd be cool if it worked. And the cap piece just. It wasn't very tight. I don't know how. I don't know how these things work. How the canning process works. I don't know. Um. So I was like, this cap isn't going to stay here at all. But maybe, maybe I filled it. Who knows? It didn't. It didn't work. I had duct taped it down. I like put some Legos on top of it, some flat pieces to level it out. <laughs> you need like and a cinder block. Did you have an O-ring on it, or was it just a metal cap on metal? It was just a plastic, for lack of a better word, like bung mm. going onto the keg, and it just didn't. It wasn't very tight. Um, but I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how it works when you use it properly. So mm. I was like, maybe like the pressure like pushes it and it expands and sort of locks it in place. The directions from what I could read said to pull it out, then pull the dispenser out, and that's how you get your beer. So I knew it would have to be removed eventually. And it had a lip around the edge where you theoretically can peel it up with no issue. Anyway, um, I put some, I duct taped it down, put some flat Lego pieces on there just to make it an even surface, and really tried to push this sucker down. Had the forethought to leave it in one of the fermenting buckets because... Yeah, then just in case. Would have been so I put the floor. cake in a bucket so it doesn't go everywhere. And it's a good thing I did because it'd been like two days and it started busting out the top and leaking and overflowing and I said it was contaminated, but Jared said, Nah, we can leave it and see what happens. So <laughs> So it's an open fermentation it's sitting experiment. There. Yeah, it's definitely sitting there, uh doing something. Um uh, apparently it has stopped overflowing. Yeah. Just being gnarly in this bucket, but Huh? Well, we'll see what happens. I wonder if that little uh, that little tiny keg was meant because I yeah I'm I don't remember where you got it from, but I wonder if it was meant just to kind of like a crowler scenario, like to fill up and then take somewhere for consumption. Right. Yeah. You no, like because from I a, from a like a tap or yeah. something. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I yeah. would go with no because I wouldn't have trusted this cap in there. Hmm. If a fermenting beer can push the cap out. A beer that's not even fully fermented. It just started with the priming solution in mm. there and started like I wouldn't have trusted it for the crowler situation. Maybe. Maybe that's I would how for, it works. For a crowler. Or well not crowler, but a growler. I'd use it more as a growler. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Keg, keg I'm saying growler. I would not have laid this down or put it on its side. That would have pushed no. this little cap out, I believe, would have pushed mm. it out. Well, yeah, and then probably. you got, but I don't know. I feel like as opposed to a fully fermented and carbonated beer, like coming out of a tap, I would think one that is fermented, because that's why you've got the blow-off valve and stuff. Right. It's because it's generating gases, and you want to capture some of those, but not all of them. I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe it's generating. All a lot I know more is when you open a growler and it makes that like forceful popping sound, mm. like based on how well 
based on how loose that little cap was in there, I would not have mm. put even a fully fermented beer in there and expected it to retain any sort of um, carbonation, carbonation to it. Yeah, because like if I uh, like say I get a crowler from Hutton and Smith, they've got that cool little canning device. Yeah, that exactly. Zips the top of the can around, and but they're not adding any extra sugar. Like for right, like, you know. Nothing. Yeah, but they have a device that seals it. This thing was... I didn't know how it worked. This thing mm. was not sealed. Yeah. Maybe there try it again next time and just make sure you've got way more weight on there. I would, but it... Maybe it, get you an O-ring to put... It appears to cost roughly... It appears to fit about 18 beers in there. Mm. And I was willing to risk that loss. 18? No, not that many. I have a case and a six-pack of my copper ale huh. left. So, I guess I get about two cases a batch, so roughly 18 beers. Hmm. Well, it's not a total loss. I mean, definitely, even if you don't use it again, uh, it was shock exper- it to learning. Yeah. Experiment. Nope, it yeah. was an experiment. Yeah. I didn't, it wasn't an expensive recipe. It wasn't one that, unlike the, the nut beers I do, where there's going to be like an insane amount of random blow off and overflow like i knew it wasn't one of those a very safe recipe like a copper ale is it's it's not a made-up style but it's it's right there with an it's like the difference between a red and amber like Mm -hmm. it's the name but i was like copper sounds cool i want to see if i can do that yeah and tried it beer was good it's definitely copper colored it looks different than the red it it does have a nice color to it but it is uh it did not stay contained in the little fridge keg. No, mm. it did not. Alas. Lesson learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, them's the beers. We got, I think we went through everything we have. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't want to go through what no we've got Stella's. left other than the magic hat. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. God damn, that Stella was bad. It was. Oh. I still have mine here. I'm trying to go through. I won't even hold it against you if you don't finish that, man. I want nothing to do with it. Yeah, honestly, that is a gross beer. Yeah, I like Bud Light more than that. I like Rockdale. I like that Rockdale more than that. I like this Corona more than that. I liked Big Flats more than that. Yeah, that is just a gross beer. Heineken, like it's got a little bit of that Heineken aspect of shit. It's a green, but it takes everything bad about Heineken and just makes a beer off that. And Heineken's not even that good to begin with. If you love Heineken, you'll love Stella Artois. It's a shitty Heineken now. And I can't believe they charge ten ninety nine a six-pack for this shit. Wow. Garbage. It's a racket. I think it's so you can be seen drinking it. I would oh, totally. want to be seen drinking yeah. it. Well, because you get suckers <laughs> like me that go and yeah. watch Entourage. Yeah, and they're entourage. like, I want to <laughs> drink what Benny Chase is drinking. <laughs> yeah, That's well, exactly. Entourage is over, so move on. But back then, I I legitimately really liked this beer. I thought it was good. But again, I don't know if that is my taste buds changing or the actual beer changing. A weird combo of both. I'm trying to think if TV or movies have ever influenced my drinking habits. No, for real. That's a very good question. Everyone everyone goes in and orders like the James Bond martini Mm -hmm. when they can just to see what it is. Like, what, vodka martini, shaken, not stirred. Yeah with a twist right yeah everyone goes in like i'm gonna drink what james bond drinks and as a 21 year old martinis are not usually where people end <laughs> like end up. yeah that's true um but no i don't know if there's ever been a specific 
There's got Pirates be. of the Caribbean got me into rum. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I got really into mojitos. Oh, I love mojitos. I'd never tried mojitos. I didn't even know it was a drink until I saw Miami Vice with Colin Farrell, which <laughs> I actually really fucking love that movie. Um, and it was Michael Mann who did the original series, so mm-hmm. it was, boom, it was there. But, I yeah, I got mojito, I got really into mojitos, and I'm still super into mojitos 10 years after the fact. Just because Colin Farrell ordered them in that opening scene of the theatrical cut to Miami Vice. And yes, I'm distinguishing because there is a director's cut and theatrical cut, and the director's cut is badass. I love mojitos because they're delicious. They are delicious, yeah. And I think the first time I had them was at Tyson's Corner, the TGI Fridays. Oh, Fridays makes a damn good mojito. They do. I I hate Scooby. I hate drinking at commercial places like that, but good they make good drinks because they have to yeah (laughs) Yeah. endless appetizers and as many mojitos as you can afford yeah Mm -hmm. no i drank a lot uh speaking of those corporate places in college like murfreesboro i went to mtsu and murfreesboro they i mean they've got small businesses that are there but it's largely just corporate suburban america Mm -hmm. in the middle of tennessee so you've got a lot of tgi fridays you've got a lot of of uh like, I don't know, Logan's Roadhouse, so Charlie's, you know, the yeah. works. And the entire town is basically Hamilton Place area. Mm-hmm. That okay. is, that is, Mer- and they've got a little square and around the school and they've That's got Columbia, some small Maryland. businesses, but largely that entire town is the Hamilton Place area. It's East Brainerd. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, just because of that, uh, me and my buddies, we would go and drink at like, uh, I don't know, TGI Fridays was a good one because they've got good mixed drinks. But also we would we would hit the shit out of Chili's because they've got those apps and then from it was like six to ten or something or four to ten or yeah. something you can get uh, two for one beers or margaritas so just go there and I mean yeah. you gotta you gotta drink I mean you gotta no, get shit did. done for cheap in college I did it that's true sadly between shifts at work you go there and just get you mm-hmm. know eat and drink as much as you can the thing is and you gotta stay away from the beer because they don't clean those lines. Oh, all the you can order a Bud Light, you could order a Magic Hat. It's gonna taste. They the have same. no reason to clean those Ooh. lines. I mean, who's going to Chili's and complaining about nobody going? They're just happy they've got beer in a yeah. pitcher. That's but it. No, it was it was Long Island's and Mojitos. Mm. The problem, the, the only reservation I have about the Mojito is it's a pain in the dick to make. Oh, it's a super. I've still not mastered it. I can make a decent one, but I would much rather buy one than make my own. Yeah, but it, I mean, like as far as like. I mean, order it. It's order it at a beach. Order it anywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things. Like I kind of feel like a dick if it's busy and like happy yeah, hour and the bartender's running around like mojitos. insane. <laughs> yeah, the bartender's running around like crazy, and you're like, oh, let me get a pineapple mojito because you got to throw in an extra ingredient to it. Yeah, right. And then they got to stop and muddle the mint and the lime and shred it all. And it's I drink like three or four of those Saturday night after. Gig City Sunsets. I don't even remember. Honestly, if you're going to make them yourself, yeah, make them by the pitcher. Yeah, yeah, you're better off. Yeah. Yeah. Pitcher mojito sounds good. Can't believe great. I've never thought to do that, actually. Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I've thought to do it, but I've never done it. I just usually end up. Mm-hmm. Grab yourself mojitos. a couple limes, yeah. some mint, and just make some sugar. Mojitos are hands down probably my, my, yeah. my summer drink. Like, I love mojitos. They're great. I do too. It's, it's among my favorite drinks. Like, absolutely. 
I unapologetically love mojitos. Also, I like Mai Tais. Mai Tais, all right. It's all right. I don't know if I've ever had a Mai Tai. I know I what like it is. There. Yeah, they're, they're rum drinks with cherry. and It's, mm-hmm. it's got honestly, the grenadine. It's a solid wedding drink. Mm-hmm. Like it's if a, I go, a solid wedding drink. Like They have like you know an open bar or something. Okay. And they've got like all the basics back there. Mai Tai's a way to go. All right. I can sling back some Captain Morgan and ginger ales, but... What what are y'all's go-to cocktails? I mean, not even cocktails, just drinks. Because mine's a whiskey Coke with a lime. If it, it's changed as I've gotten more money and mm. a wider, you know, repertoire of stuff. But if we're going like well, bare, well, if let, we're going bare bones, well, let's, basic, let's go with standard drink and then cocktail. Bare bones, basic. It'll be Captain Morgan and ginger ale. Mm. I usually don't have yeah. to ask for the lime, but I like it with a lime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say probably that because I don't like a whiskey Coke because I don't like Coke. Yeah. And I wouldn't do a rum and coke because I don't like coke. You're a Pepsi guy. And I, yeah, Pepsi guy. Why not just. I mean, uh, it, do, it doesn't have the, the ring. Same, but, because it yeah. doesn't really, like, rum and Pepsi doesn't. It, it's it's okay, but the flavor's mm. different. I mean, the Pepsi flavor. I mean, you could go to, like, so, Old Chicago you know. and ask for one of those. Yeah, I could. Pepsi. Yeah, I know. That's fine. But I mean, it's, like, it'd be like not rum and coke. If you know the place has Pepsi, you could right. ask for rum and coke. Yeah, yeah, No, <laughs> but that's fine. But I mean, the, the flavor of the Pepsi is different from the flavor of the coke. So I actually, I'd probably prefer. A rum and coke yeah, to Pepsi a rum and sucks. Pepsi. Uh. <laughs> it's I like cherry coke over cherry Pepsi, but I like regular Pepsi over regular Coke. No, dude, that's fucking crazy because so I just, hate Pepsi. It's too sweet for me, but I do like cherry Pepsi more than cherry Coke. Yeah. I that's do weird. not like colas. Mm. I don't go uh, Coke. Do you prefer Coke yeah. or Pepsi? Neither is my answer. No. But I'll do a Captain Morgan and ginger ale if I want to see. I realize it sounds super hipstery now, but like a seven and seven, I can get down with some of that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Pretty good. Um, I like old fashions. That's probably oh, yeah. my go-to cocktail. I old love a good yeah. old fashioned. I like a I good martini. Mm. I, I like to try a place's Manhattan. Manhattan's yeah. a good yeah, one too. That's a good one too. I don't uh, have when we went the ingredients to, uh, for an old fashioned at home. I think I never had the bitters, but yeah, Manhattan true. I can whip up at home. It could be the bitters that change, like that make the Manhattan too, because you get the different type of bitters. You get like the extra dry yeah. and like the, or no, that's vermouth. That's like the, the vermouth. yeah, the, the Angostura is that the ones or like, yeah, the one that's in sort of everything. Oh, sort of everything, and yeah, there and are the, other ones. That's in the like, old fashioned. Yeah, yeah, it's in the old fashioned. Manhattan doesn't have old fashioned. Or it doesn't have beers. <laughs> we're good at this. It's a beer podcast, so you know. We're yeah, not, it's beer. We're not, not about no, because I mean, shrink them both, but, and they're both. They're they both look pretty the much same. the same. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they both look. They the same. look. But the same. yeah, no. But uh, a Manhattan is really good, and that's when I had over at when we were doing the pub crawl at the social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the no. Best. I tried that. That drink that's was the best, good. The best Manhattan I've ever had. That's really Social's good. a good bar. I mm-hmm. like that bar. I've never eaten. At the actual restaurant of the public house. We went there once, I think. But mm-hmm. I've eaten at the bar at the social. Because they've got, I, I can't remember what it is, like maybe half. They've got a deal on their small plate appetizers or something during their happy hour. So I'll go down there during their happy hour. And it's also a really great bar to drink at during the day. Nice. Yeah. True. Which Danielle from Makekos, when she was on here, she mentioned that. Like, I tried it after that. So thank you, Danielle, for that tip. But yeah, uh, if you're looking to drink during the day, it's a nice chill bar that, you know, you can go get some work done maybe and, you know, drink, drink a couple drinks. Yeah. Um, I like, what was I going to say? 
That, that distracted me. <laughs> my, my fly being open distracted. Yeah, it you was got looking distracted at me. The by no one can Jared's see it. Duck. I know, but it was distracting me. <laughs> so I looked over out, and it looked back. I didn't want to look. We'd be out dicks a swanging. Yeah, I did not want to look, but. <laughs> I got boxers on. Yeah, I just anyway, look over and you're pointing at his dick. I was like, because I can't see below his shirt. I was like, what the fuck? Like, is his dick a swanging? I didn't. It's a swanging. It's always swanging. Always swanging. Anyway, when I try and be healthier, I usually go, I'll go home and, like, Instead of drinking beers or like other sugary cocktails, I'll go and make a, a martini or a Manhattan because I'm like, oh, the only other mixer is liquor. So yeah, it's got to be that's that's fewer calories. I'm not loading it up with sugary stuff. I like Long Islands too. That's I like that, those for that reason. Long it's Islands just, they do me, have Coke though. Long Islands to me are yeah. strictly utilitarian. <laughs> there is drunk. a job to accomplish with a Long Island, <laughs> like like I, I'm there if I'm drinking Long Islands. Like after that whole metro debacle back in virginia oh god i have to uh i will i will sling back some long islands because i need to get drunk like now and um also john daly's i love there's, yeah. there's what's two, a john daly i don't know if i've had a john sort of daly. two ways to make them since they've made it but sweet tea vodka and lemonade or sweet tea comma vodka and lemonade before they had Firefly, you could just do like an Arnold Palmer plus vodka. Mm. Right. But now no, they have yeah, Firefly, Firefly you reduce great. it by one ingredient, and that's pretty much Firefly's entire purpose is to mix it with lemonade. Dangerously good. Yeah. Hmm. I put Oh a yeah. Buddy of again between shifts being idiots, like buddy of mine, we put away a bottle of that in under an hour between shifts. We had to go and replace it. We had to we drank this bottle down to nothing, got a new one. And replaced it behind the bar, but had to drink it back down to where it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were we were sloppy. That's like when we went to that one restaurant where Will used to work and drank a whole bottle of Captain. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I had a problem. That was a fun night. It wasn't really a problem. What it was, was a, uh, <laughs> It was more fun for me. I didn't throw up on the back. No, what, what was the, like, maybe the first time you guys really got drunk? Oh, well, was, I was, was 15, and at a friend's house, there was peach schnapps involved, and <clears throat> that's how, that I, which makes sense when I throw in the part mm-hmm. when I'm 15, and I tried, I fell off the floor. That's how I learned what drunk was. <laughs> I was sitting down, and I kept falling down, yeah. and I had the like higher thinking enough to be like, this must be what drunk is, because I kept falling off the fucking floor. Mm-hmm. Mine was probably in college. I think I was, we were all hanging out somewhere and we, like we had a hotel room or something and I was dating this one girl at the time and she was old enough to buy booze. So I was probably drinking what she drank, which was probably something shitty. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. I couldn't tell you what she drank. It was, what's it like? Triple the, oh, those, those bitch drinks the um smirnoff oh the Smir- oh, the seagrams smirnoff some seagrams the smirnoffs they were smirnoff. weren't there yet <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they weren't this there was yet. <clears throat> this yeah, is the cardi silver smirnoff triple black sky blues yeah yeah, yeah 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 those and i drank probably a six pack of it and i I don't know. Was that the first time I drank? I was probably drinking some. Those are my go to drinks in high school, the Bacardi yeah. Silvers. Mm-hmm. I like those better than the Smirnoffs. And, uh, oh, there was also, I was telling when we, um, I went to the liquor store recently because I'm stocking a dry bar and I bought some Mount Gay rum. And I also, uh, I was there with Heather and she grabbed a couple of the little, like, airplane bottles. Yeah. 
and she got some 99 bananas. And I remember we used oh, to drink. Oh, shit I out love of that stuff. the 99 brand of That's it, Yeah, we used to Ooh. drink the. Sh- they're 99. 99 proof. proof. Yeah, yeah it's a whole proof. brand of schnapps that are and 99 I mean, we proof. We used to drink that shit like by the bottle. We had a lot of. We us drank a lot of we that in college, stuff. so it wasn't. Yeah, it was still bad. We drank a lot. No, of see, it. I like yeah. I like Parade mixing Bay. that. I drank a lot the of the ninety nine with uh with the a Jack and Coke, like ninety nine cherries. So it's basically a Jack and uh, Cherry Coke. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's more liquor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that stuff does not play around. Mm-hmm. No, I would say my uh, one of my first times getting drunk was, and I'm not gonna say names here because these people they're good people and uh. The girl I'm talking about here, she may listen to the podcast. I don't know. And she'll know who she is exactly. But um, No, I remember I was in 10th grade. I wasn't a big drinker in high school. Really, I didn't do... I For the longest time, I was like, no, I'm not going to do drugs. I'm not going to drink. And then one day, I'll be able to tell my kids that I was a good boy. And then... <laughs> I laugh because I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and then at some point down the road, just kids went out the window... And then I said, ah, fuck it. And then just whatever. And now I've got a beer podcast. No kids. Like, gladly no kids. But, uh, yeah, there's this girl I had this super crush on. And then in 10th grade, I'd finally worked my way into be her friend after 9th grade. And then in 10th grade, her her brother was in college. And he was throwing a New Year's party at their parents' house in their basement. They had a big house over, mm-hmm. you know, here in Chattanooga. And they were throwing... Like his parents let his brother, who was in college, and I don't think he, her brother was twenty-one yet. Some of his friends were, but let him throw this rager in their basement. And her parents' whole thing was, you know, we'd rather you drink here and you all stay here, and yeah, yeah. you know whatnot. Which you know I respect that. Somehow I convinced my parents to let me go, and let me stay. It's the first time I ever stayed at a girl's house. You know, not like that, but right. just ever stayed at a girl's house. And I was in 10th grade, and we were there. I wasn't even drunk. I thought I was drunk, but they had some punch they had made. I was just tipsy, and it was the first time I had ever drank any alcohol, so it took very little. And I was just kind of tipsy and running around. I was like, ha, 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 you know, whatever. And the cops raided the place due to a noise violation. They come in, and you've got... I mean, there was probably 50 kids there, all under 21. Mm-hmm. Her parents had to go like through a whole court thing. And, like, her parents got in a ton of trouble for this. And, oh, my God. But, yeah, so, and I remember uh, one of her brother's friends came through when the cops first showed up. There was only about six of us, like, high school kids. Everybody else was in college. So he came through, and because we were all kind of hanging out together, he comes through and is like, guys, go upstairs now get out of here so he sends up us up to her room so her parents didn't get in trouble for anybody under 18 drinking thank god at least not that i know of and yeah it was a whole thing and there was a girl throwing up in the bathroom and like when the cops showed up like there was a girl in the bathroom just vomiting like crazy and yeah it was a whole ordeal but i wasn't even really drunk and then the first time i actually got like shit face drunk same i was with the same girl we were but we were at a different buddy's house and I drank, it was something ridiculously low, like a shot of Jack and a Smirnoff, and I was just blacked out and, like, gone. <laughs> I mean, gone. It happens. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but yeah, drinking's fun. It, and, well, next question, moving on, where I wanted to go with that was, 
my first couple times drinking, I did not enjoy. Hmm. And I, I don't know if it goes like that for most people, but I didn't really like it. It almost made me gag right from the get-go, and I had to sort of learn to like alcohol. Here's a... Hmm. I see. I know what you're saying. Here's a fun question. I don't know if I'm not the only one that did this. So... The first time I, I had schnapps the first time, some mm-hmm. easy like fifteen percent peach schnapps or some like BS like that. So it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Um, I don't I don't recall getting hungover or anything. But you look in the liquor cabinet; it's all you know your parents' big old handle of Seagrams that's been there since let's call it eighty nine. Um, <laughs> The lids, like, yeah. not on that tight, but it's sealed The label's, shut like, kind of cracking yeah. a little. You got the big handle of that. Um, maybe, maybe some cheap knockoff brand vodka. You're looking at all this stuff. You, you of course, open it. You smell it. It all smells just truly awful. <laughs> and then you get to the triple sec, and you're like, this one has an orange on it. <laughs> this might be the safe one. So I definitely tried some triple sec thinking, like, I don't know what triple sec is, but maybe this will be the good one because it's got like an orange and the other stuff smells like burning. Um, yeah. Triple sec was not a way to go. Nah. But as far as trying to get into drinking, it was... I don't think I ever had too bad because I started with the bitch drinks. Once, once we ran out of schnapps and we could get other stuff, that's when the malt beverages... Like I, I was a big Sprite fan. Uh, this is like in the days before Mountain Dew, before that got me. Mm-hmm. Like Sprite was my go-to. So the Bacardi Silvers and Smirnoff Triple Blacks were a very easy segue into drinking. Plus, in my mind, I was like, "It's not drugs. It's not bad. I can." Yeah, it's just I can't, a soda. I can't. I can't, I can't <laughs> legally purchase this, but someone can. It's. I'm not out doing drugs. It's not bad. I'm not gonna. No one can like drug test me for this. <laughs> so I drank a bunch of like you know bitch drinks like that and then pirates happened and i was like i'm gonna make rum my drink of choice (laughs) and that was that i forced down uh unwillingly i was like i need like a cool brown liquor to drink on like Mm. this is how you know i didn't know anything (laughs) and a a rum hangover (laughs) is ooh. i didn't i never drank enough to really get a Mm. hangover and my liver was like ready to go yeah then it um then when I turned 21, I could start buying stuff legally. That's when it turned into Captain Morgan and ginger ales because I knew I liked rum and I liked mixing it with stuff. And for some reason, I had never thought to put it with ginger ale. or Like, ginger ale is not really on anyone's radar most of the time. Yeah, but it's good. It's never listed in the menu for restaurants. But I, I, was at, I was at the Outback where we just destroyed their inventory um, and got that one girl fired. That bartender fired from her sli- slipping us too much booze. But I was like, I like Captain Morgan, but I hate Coke. Like, what's just an easy thing I can start mm. sipping on? And she was like, just do Captain Morgan and ginger ale. And I fell in love with the drink, and I fell in love with her. And I fell in love with all the booze we were getting. It was yeah. bad. We, we like a, put like a significant financial debt. We found out, like, a year later, she had given away like 12 11 grand worth of liquor that summer and we were there almost every night slinging back these drinks and barely paying for shit like it was quite frankly embarrassing it was it might have almost been a felony there's a uh, 
There's a, a restaurant in town. I, I don't want to call them out, but they're. I'm worried they're gonna like have some trouble with that. They give away y- too. You much won't and... work close to it, like. And <laughs> flying squirrel. <laughs> Always wish. the flying squirrel. Yeah. No, because then that, Tanner would get. No, the I don't want to say that. I don't want to get any like slander or <laughs> libel charges against me here. So I don't say it. it's not flying squirrel. But there's a bar in town that they they sling some drinks pretty liberally across the bar and to each other and hmm. <laughs> that'll be where I don't know the last time I got a uh, you know they're not sloppy at all but I can definitely tell the bartenders aren't sober right yeah that'll I'm be a, the part I'm, they get some yeah personally, if they the service might be a little fucking better personally fuck I don't have a problem depending, with depending a, a, drink, a drinking bartender, but and I'm fine with it. But yeah, they it will get them in trouble eventually. Yeah, the yeah. liquor board has a problem with it. Yeah, yeah, um, big problem. Yeah, yeah, it's that'll be that'll be where it comes down hard. But no, well, this well, and I didn't think you were allowed to drink at your own bar in Chattanooga. I don't think you're you not are. supposed to. Yeah, there was a law passed a couple. <laughs> years. It was after some, yeah. something happened can, with. Like, uh, it was with Hennens, I think, that started that mm. whole thing. One of the Hennens like got killed, or it's. I, I don't remember exactly where it started, but yeah, basically somebody got off work and just sat down at the bar they worked at and started drinking, and then went home and crashed, driving drunk. Right. And then it became a whole thing where they're like, "Hey, you probably shouldn't be drinking at the bar." I that think you, work you can at. do like tastings of stuff like if you get a new beer you can like it's part of the shit meeting you can have like a taster Mm -hmm. yeah you can or a new liquor they're making like new like lto drinks you can you can you can taste it as far as like work is concerned but you can't have like a beer Mm. yeah i think that's still true now when i was when when i was at gordon biersch in northern virginia we could have two shift beers once we were done for the day. Yeah, but that was a different could, state. Yeah, it's a that's a different why. state. Mm. But <clears throat> well, and even here it's different counties. I was going to say not, there's other places I've been. Yeah, to it's not here. even. It's just uh, within the Chattanooga city limits, which mm. that's basically downtown, from what I understand. Like I'm technically here. I'm in North Chat, but technically this is Lupton City. You're technically Lupton mm. City. Hmm. And like I'll go to Crust, and I've got friends over there. They can get off work and have a beer with me because that's Red Bank. Because they're on the other side of the tunnel. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So it's it's just Chattanooga that has that. Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. But even that, even in Chattanooga, like I've gotten off work and had my buddy that was just serving me beers get off and come around and sit with me at the bar. Hmm. And it's seemingly not an issue. Oh, yeah. We weren't allowed to sit at the bar. I've had Definitely. I've had managers at places do that. So... It's definitely a law, I think, but it's definitely kind of discretionary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've not heard of anywhere getting shut down for that. Like, having, unless, you know, they're on shift. <laughs> right, if they're on the yeah. clock. Yeah. yeah. That'll be, a, right. that's its own issue. That'll do it, yeah. yeah. And then they're sloppy and getting into a whole whole thing, but I don't know. Let's talk about movies, though. We're, yeah, we've talked about beer forever. All right. And, uh, playing it kind of loose tonight, just our nostalgia episode and we've been working on fast and furious mm-hmm. for quite yeah. some time building up to two weeks from now the when fate of the furious oh, eight furious eight fast comes <laughs> out but yeah we watched uh you were sadly not able to make it but we watched uh this past weekend got some people together watch fast seven and furious then you watched seven. it yep. 
Yeah, Furious Seven. Sometimes being fast isn't enough. No, you they gotta mentioned be furious. That in this movie. Yeah, they, they, stra- yeah. <laughs> they straight up said it. It's not always about speed. It's not always about being fast. <laughs> that fucking movie. Uh, Great movie. Yeah, it was good. It was it was really enjoyable. Yeah, my only it does end on a downer. But yeah, I don't know, this well, I mean, movie, it's not the movie's fault. It's not the movie's it's fault. It's not the movie's fault. And I, I really felt bad for James Wan because he picked up after uh, Justin Lin after six. Mm-hmm. And coming into a franchise that's been developed over 10 years, mm-hmm. James Wan's a young dude. He's our age. And coming into this franchise with all these people, all these actors that have stuck around, it's a over 10 years. I mean, th- yeah. I think the first one came out yeah. in maybe 2002. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so it's so. it's old, Damn. and coming in having to pick up the helm here, but then having one of your key characters and actors die, mm-hmm. and then having to figure out how to incorporate that into your narrative when you've shot three fourths of it, but also pay homage to this character, yeah, and this actor. It he was dealt and a pretty hefty that, hand, like, and it was handled pretty well. Like his family, like they it's made all, all these family. movies yeah. together, like. You have to come in and raise their morale too. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's I don't envy that position. At all. No, and uh, leading up to it, they had all these interviews and and it wasn't like late night talk show type interviews or the View and stuff like that. It was more web type stuff. Like they would put out long form interviews with the whole cast on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. And just to see, like they, I mean, a big theme in the movie is family, but as a crew. They are family. Like they've made all these movies together. Paul Walker, mm-hmm. um, Michelle Rodriguez, and Vin Diesel. Their careers started with the first Fast and Furious movie. So, like they've. I mean, there's no way. Even if they hated each other in that first movie, you're still gonna grow a bond. Yeah. And I mean, they they lost a brother in that. I mean, I'm I'm still like it. Listening to that uh, Wiz Khalifa song like still makes me a little sad for Paul Walker. Yeah. And I'm. The montage at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And something about Paul Walker always reminded me of my cousin. And not that I even really give a shit about that particular cousin that much, but just it may it gave me that connection where I was like, I get the sort of dude I get the cloth that this dude is cut from. And it gave me that and it sounds like a bullshit connection, but it, it's there and I don't know, I'm I don't I don't like that, that dude died the way he did. I don't like that he died, period. It upsets me. It makes me sad. I don't like it. But they give a good little tribute at the end of that movie for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they do yeah. a pretty good job. Made me feel something. And yeah. before, like, I had never watched, like, before we went through all this, I'd never seen any of the Fast and Furious movies aside yeah. from Tokyo Drift, which was fucking terrible. Yeah. Still one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Well, now that you're all caught up, what do you think about the series? I like, I like it as a whole. It's really interesting to watch them go from, you know, stealing DVD electronics. Players, yeah. yeah. To, to the rock, players. to God to the, knows what the fu- to crashing into each other head on. At to the 90 rock miles picking up like a like, tank's Gatling gun and walking yeah. down the street shooting down helicopters yeah. in downtown the LA. On the ground. Yeah, yeah, and uh, oh my God, he I, flexed a cast off. He did. <laughs> you it's know, ridiculous. Can I just say that? I, like, I'll go through like, like I, I was reading up on the whole Paul Walker thing and like going through Wikipedia pages. That character's name is Luke Hobbs. Have you ever heard his first name? I think they. I thought it was Agent. In the I think one. they mention it in uh, five when they fir- when he first like gets off that bus or helicopter okay, yeah. and he's like, "I want my breakfast or I I'll want give my you the damn veggies." Yeah. yeah, 
and they're like, oh, Detective, Lu-. and it's the Brazil, that hot Brazilian yeah. lady. She's like, oh, oh yeah. De- Detective Luke Hobbs or whatever his name is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, but I that, was like, that's the he only has a time. first name. That should be in our drinking game. Which, yeah, for the audience, we've got a drinking game we're gonna put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, by next or by two weeks from now, when the new one comes out, so you can print it off and go sneak some beers into the theater or go to a theater where you can drink legally, and uh, we're going to encourage you to binge drink during this movie. But uh, yeah. that should be one of our Uber things. Home. Anytime or, sorry, we hear Lift Home, Luke Hobbs, like his. Anytime we hear Vin Diesel or uh, Dwayne Johnson's character's first name, you got to finish your drink because mm. it's so rare. Okay. I, I literally, I think it's only been mentioned once, and that was in. Fast Five. Has to have been. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't know he had a first. I time. just I love those movies because it's basically if Point Break. There's had such a an escalation sequels. factor to. Oh them. yeah. Yeah. Things have crazy. gotten completely out of control. <laughs> like, and they're different. They're even different styles of movies. Like, they really are. They transcend genre. That's what I find. Uh, I find these movies. People like Duncan. He bashes us for enjoying these. Mm-hmm. But I truly, I enjoy these movies. I mean. Yeah, I can sit down and just retard out, and I I don't give a shit that that's not politically correct, but just retard <laughs> out and watch these movies and be thoroughly entertained. But then on another level, like I'm one of these people, I believe there's art in everything, and they can crash the shit out of cars and make it look cool. And then you've got the whole angle of, like, they've taken this story that was meant to be a one-off and turned it into a franchise, but then the fact that it escalates in the way that it does, but naturally... Like, the story naturally yeah. sort of goes there, and that's yeah, weird, but <laughs> it amazes me. It, Things have gotten so outrageous. out of control. And all, yeah. The first movie's about boosting the DVD players. The second one sort of establishes more characters and mm-hmm. Paul Walker's backstory. The third one's completely off the rails. Yeah. Um, yeah. Until you start watching the next. The, the third one's terrible, and you're like, this was a god-awful movie. Except for maybe this, like, one side character. One, that's he what's crazy cool. is the third one's, like, one of the most grounded ones. Yeah, like. it's just a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Dialogue's awful. The characters are unlikable. Except for, like, this one dude, and you're like, ah, he was okay. And then the fourth one, it's like a prequel, and the one dude who was just kind of okay, Han, he was there for a minute. And you're like, <laughs> okay, they're sort of trying to bring it back to the first one in the fourth movie. Um, and Paul Walker's, like, an undercover cop again. Like, we're just sort of... Yeah. It's like a soft reboot with all the same characters and actors. <laughs> the fifth one somehow turns into Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Uh, they bring in everyone. Ludacris learns how to hack. Somehow. He went from... <laughs> no, he no, had a life before. He went... Yeah, they always yeah. say that about the characters. Yeah. Like, man, I had a life before this. And then they just drop in things like Ludacris is in Too Fast, Too Furious is like a race coordinator and garage with great owner. hair. And then in the and then by the fifth one he shows up for the second time but he's a genius computer hacker and they don't real they touch on it like man I had a life before this and you just that's all they say about it. like they needed these stock characters and they're like we need a hacker who can we bring back for this movie ludicrous was he a hacker before nah doesn't nah, matter whatever he had a life <laughs> before that, this. yeah um and then. That's Ocean's Eleven. The Rock comes in is this oily muscle giant. <laughs> the sixth one happens, and it's it's more of your like generic, almost James Bond esque. Mm-hmm. That one went from Ocean's Eleven to a James Bond thing with like techno, you know, thing that they had to go and get back well, for that, the government. Yeah, and that whole plane sequence was very yeah. James Bond. They yeah. went on yeah. this. In, they had this insane set piece at the end with a plane that never took mm-hmm. off. 
and uh, <laughs> Luke Evans was an excellent villain, and they left him on the asphalt. And then seven is this insane personal revenge flick yeah. where they ran. I don't know if it was just because of Jason Statham or the actor itself, but the cars were just almost background noise. It was, oh, it was yeah. a revenge film where someone was hunting down the family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and picking them off. They, it picks up like halfway through the third movie. You find out that that's how Han died and you just, you're like in the action, the fighting, it's much more brutal and visceral. It's, it's great. And then insane. The rock flexes off a cast. His <laughs> arm's broken. He decides, no, it's not. Yeah. And flexes a cast off, picks up a Gatling gun that belongs on a tank and walks down the street <laughs> shooting helicopters out of the air in LA. And I don't know what the fuck the fate is about, but I know the family's back. I know there's a submarine bit in the Arctic Circle. I don't know why they're driving fucking... I want to know just how they get to the Arctic Circle. Like, why are they there? They're probably dropped out of a plane again. I don't know why they're driving Lamborghinis in the frozen Arctic Circle or who (laughs) thought that would be a good idea and why. Uh, (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out why Dom turns his back on family. Yeah. He's got to be a double agent or something. No, someone's got something on him. He's probably playing that blonde chick. He's either playing her, or I like your idea. Somebody's got something on him. And, yeah, yeah. Someone's gonna like massacre the rest of the family. Once yeah, Dom somebody's gonna out. massacre the family. The yeah. line between Triple X and Fast movies has gotten blurred, and he's so blurred. Vin Diesel's pretty much the same character. God, I would yeah, so love a crossover where we've got two Vin Diesels, like oh you know, Parent God. Trap style, in a scene <laughs> together, just being like, "Yeah, I'm Triple X." <laughs> Uh, yeah i'm xander cage like don't even do the thing we've talked about before where it's the same character through witch hunter just bring them both in so wait two completely separate characters when you say they're sort of parent trapping that would be like vin diesel sort of doing like an eddie murphy kind of thing playing vin diesel as himself but another vin diesel and then they they switch places no 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 because I, I, no, that's I, part of the parent trap, right? Yeah, the no, I, I just meant like, like they kind of production places, but, style. Like how they, they only had one Lindsay Lohan, but right. they made two. Okay. Kind of yeah. like that is what I meant. Except the yeah, movies but, but then, wouldn't be any different if yeah, they switched those characters. That's what I'm saying. If, yeah. they, if they switch places... You're not going to notice. They, yeah, they live the same lives. And, and that, act the same. And act exactly the same. No one notices. And I guess that's a story on its own. But yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty much the same, and no one would know. Yeah, those movies have gotten they don't just completely look out of control, and it's honestly pretty good. Like, yeah, it's not it's bad. still got the tropes. It's entertaining. Like, they know what they are. There's a self awareness. When at the end of the fucking day, we like you can talk about you know, and I believe you know I like art and I like film and all that. But at the end of the fucking day, it's a movie. And, and what is its purpose? Making these it movies. is it is meant to entertain. And oh, yeah, like you said, these people have a black. Like I love Tyrese Gibson, just because any behind the scenes stuff you see with that guy, yeah. he's having a genuine. Like he's having the time of his life. Mm-hmm. They really are. Yeah, he like in particular, and, and the rest they, of the staff. But yeah, he in particular, like he is having the time of his life just making these movies. Oh, they all are. Yeah. Like they love the, they all love these characters, mm-hmm. and like like I said, they're all good change. Like they're like, okay, we're gonna bring in Ludacris for Fast Five. <laughs> we don't really need a garage owner, but to fill out the tropes of Ocean's Eleven, we need a tech guy. And they're like, like did Ludacris just raise, raise his hand? Like I'll do it. <laughs> or were they, ju- yeah, or were they just like, 
ah, we'll make it Tej, I think is his name in those movies. Like, yeah, Tej. We'll make it Tej's deal. Um, and that's that's just what they do. Yeah. <laughs> they have, a f- and they just wind up making different movies. Revenge film, James Bond, Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. Rebooting the first one. Yeah, they're pretty good. And they're, they're getting, ever since three, they've been getting better. Yeah. Well, five, five was really good. But, I mean, they've been, like, seven was pretty damn good. Five, Entertaining. Five was probably the most like a comedy. <laughs> seven was kind of comical at parts. It was, it was because it was just over the, like, it was so seriously, over the top, when they, they drive their cars head first into each other at, like, 90 or 120 yeah. miles an hour no, and then just stand a, up. Jared, it had a steel reinforced frame. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, they also just disregard, you know, physics and stuff. They like disregard that everything. Jason Statham kept showing up to murder the family, and there was not a single explanation on how he was finding them, how he was getting past these other obstacles they couldn't. He fought them in like the Alps or something, which was supposed to be the most heavily guarded like waypoint in the entire continent. He's probably a witch. And I think you think I, Vin Diesel's trying to hunt him. I think Vin Diesel needs to take him out. That's going to be the big. That's going to be like nine fast. Yeah, Luke Evans showed up in the seventh movie as one stage above a corpse in a hospital bed. <laughs> and I was thinking about that whole thing. Why didn't he just like walk in and like see his brother? Like, did he have to bomb that whole hospital? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Well, I mean, he. It's about that vengeance, though. Yeah, but you, like you can't just you know, like sometimes sometimes you just got to bomb a hospital. It worked for the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Why did he bomb that fucking hospital? I don't know. I, I'm not his, sure why just, he did. No, it. his brother was in there. Yeah. And it seemed it seemed like he fought his way in. Yep. And then just like fought his way back out. Yeah. Just to make a statement. He loved grenades. He, he did. did. He yeah. did love grenades. <laughs> that motherfucker is grenade crazy. I mm-hmm. like that. He was just that whole character. I don't love that they're making him part of the family in the next one. <laughs> no, right? I'd be surprised if if they didn't do a double, triple cross or something. Oh yeah, there's definitely going to be some crossing. Get fucking Han, he's not going to be mm. part of the family. Yeah, there's no way. It's like that. Uh, well, it's like that crackhead cousin you've got. Like you can't turn your back on family, but he's there to help you. Maybe not. That's a mm. yeah. I'm stretching here. He's not going to be part of the family. No, you're looking at the guy who killed your crackhead cousin. Yeah, he's trying to be part of the family. Yeah, yeah. But he also tried to murder you and your wife and kids with grenades. <laughs> yeah, and also shows up out of nowhere and still tries to murder you. Mm-hmm. They just that. I don't know why that one completely unspoken. How Jason Statham kept showing up, and no one. <laughs> they didn't have the special like magic techno wizardry to. He didn't have that yet. He just showed up and was able to track down the family. He's basically uh, the Fast and Furious's Punisher. Yeah. Yeah, when you get down to it. Yeah, he just kind of is there to blow shit up. Yeah. He's there to fight the rock. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. So I know they plan on going to 10 on this, and they've gotten the Tokyo Drift guy back. You know, not so Han. it's like how much further can they go? And they I, can keep I they, they'll go past ten. I know they will. They've got a solid franchise here, and the people making it are all having a good time. So why think, would they stop at ten? Yeah, I think they'll keep on going. Every movie acts like it's except for six, I guess. Every movie acts like it's going to be the last one. Yeah, 
they're all millionaires now, right? Isn't oh, that yeah. still a thing from five? Yeah, like yeah, they're all sure. more loaded than they can yeah. imagine. So they had to take that off the table as like, you know, motivation. So in the sixth <laughs> one, it was they were rescuing Letty, right? Um, so they did that thing because she's family. And then the seventh one, they were just they trying had to survive. Yeah, they they were trying to survive. <laughs> mm-hmm. So again, now it seems like they've sort of got everything in place where they need to be until, for whatever reason, they end up family's going to wind themselves. Yeah, so <laughs> for whatever reason, they're fighting a submarine with cars in the Arctic Circle. I don't know, but I'm about it. Rock grabs. It's not even it. about fast anymore. It's about the fate. <laughs> right, the fate of the furious. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's I love crazy. those movies, though. That, no, I've said yeah. it before. I'm, gonna, I'm glad I watched them. They're going them to keep finally. doing it until they reboot the whole thing with Fast mm. to the Future. Yeah. I'm down, man. <laughs> Time travel. They're going to travel back to the first movie. That's when they bring in Paul Walker's brother I to hope replace they, Paul Walker. I hope they save Han. He comes back on a DeLorean. It's like, guys, hit the NOS and follow me. There wasn't a single <laughs> bit of NOS in the last movie. Yeah. Uh, or, no, I remember I saw car it somewhere. X-ray. Yeah, there, it wasn't, wasn't mentioned, the, yeah, the, but it was the like the branding thing. was there. Oh, okay. Can I just say that Han would have had all of Fury 7 wrapped up immediately? Wait, how's this? I'm very curious. I've not even well, thought Han's about this. Because Han's a badass. Yeah, and he is. They yeah. had to take him But out. he can't fight. He can. Like, we Have we seen him fight? He had a life before Fast 14. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet he would have taken out Deckard Shaw real quick. Why do you think he went after him first? That's true. Yeah, that's very <laughs> true. If you're gonna, so Deckard Shaw has taken Jason Statham's character. Deckard Shaw has taken out the family. Yeah, starts with Han. Yeah, starts who's with in Han. Tokyo, and doesn't just like snipe him off like he plans on doing the rest of them. Mm-mm. He has to hit him with a car to make sure he's dead. <laughs> like and that then was, he blows it up. Yeah, yeah. That that is a, he he had to double tap Han, and he was ready to just like he was fist fighting. Vin Diesel, he tried to stupidly fist fight The Rock. Yeah. I mean, he didn't take anyone else out with a car like that. He took out Han <laughs> like that because Han was a threat. <laughs> Han was Yakuza, man. That's, like, that's, yeah, I've Yakuza. never thought about that that Remember, way. Remember, Han had so to true. wind up. He didn't just end up in Tokyo. Yeah. He clearly infiltrated the highest levels of the yakuza <laughs> and got that respect and remember he was just throwing cars at fucking bama boy he was yeah. so he's good enough with his own money that he didn't blow his fortune immediately mm-hmm. so i think han would have been the linchpin to really put this whole th- to, to really end fast seven in about in half an hour <laughs> if only they didn't take him out that's why you had to take him out first that's why you take him out first yeah that makes total sense. I've never thought of that that That's way. That's just good the writing. Only explanation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They planned this shit from the beginning. Yeah. It was all about, you know, you take out the queen first and then you can take the rest of the pawns. <laughs> I just love anytime Jason Statham showed up and Jared was here watching it. I just couldn't help myself. But he always showed up and like no matter what they were doing, they could have been at Burger King eating. They, you know, they're on the freeway racing, whatever they're doing. The family, and then 
Jason Statham shows up and he's got this look and every time just Dominic Toretto. <laughs> Dominic Toretto. You don't know every me, time. but you will. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> and I just him. imagined him saying that every time he shows up to try oh. to foil their plans. Toretto. <laughs> Dominic Toretto. <laughs> Dominic Toretto. It's interesting. He doesn't seem to like his brother very much. No. I didn't realize they, yeah, had the, right? they had the same backstory. I forgot that <laughs> yeah. Owen Shaw was like ex-Special Forces. Yeah, they're the same. And they gave Jason Statham the exact same backstory, but meaner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, both the Shaw brothers are apparently black ops ex-Special Forces who were supposed to die. But his older brother's the mean one. <laughs> like, you couldn't even give him a different... <laughs> You could yeah. give a different fucking backstory. Uh. Oh my god, that's so true. <laughs> that's fucking great. Uh, but yeah, as silly it, as it was, the action set pieces in seven. Oh, they're so much fun. Like they're you great. felt, you felt the pain of the characters as they oh, were yeah. getting their collective asses kicked. <laughs> the Rock gets to lay the smack down on Jason Statham. Another thing about those movies, through a table, which is great, and they never bother to touch on. But they'll do something insane, like drive a car through a building, a series of buildings to have it crash. Yeah. They'll stand and look at it, and then they're just back in L.A. Like, <laughs> there's never any consequences to anything they do, Like, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Like, they'll blow up half a city block, look at it, and go, well, we got what we needed. And then they're in Rio, and you're like, <laughs> you got out of here? Like, you walked away from this? How? <laughs> How did you get out of that, like, Prince's Hotel building? They knew where the car last was and landed. You don't just take the elevator down, like, and then get out of Dubai. There's a manhunt yeah. going on. You're the only white people there, like. And Dubai's super serious about shit. Yeah, like, you everything. don't just walk away. Well, we got his super thing. Guess I'll take that through airport security real quick and wind it back home in L.A. where we're fugitives. <laughs> they just wind up in the next. Guys, we're going to need suits. Okay, scene change. <laughs> and then we're going to go like. Uh, I fucking I know what road that is in L.A., but I can't think of the name right now. But we're going to go. It's a super popular road. We're going to go to this super popular highway in L.A. and just park on the side of the road and overlook the city while we discuss our plans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're all like, they have any technology in the world. They can hear us and see us anywhere. Better use these cell phones to talk to each other. <laughs> 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 well, we've got Ramsey. We're moving in this car, they said over the walkie-talkies, which were hacked. <laughs> Kurt Russell's addition to that series, though, I love. I don't know why they didn't. Oh put... yeah, right. He, he's the Nick Fury yeah, of no, Fast and Furious. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Can I just say, in seven, they have the techno eye that sees and hears everything and accesses all technology. Why didn't they put just a paper bag or a mask on that chick? <laughs> it, it's a two dollar fix. Like they would have, ne- the facial recognition would have never found her with a bag on her head. <laughs> or a prosthetic nose, you know? Any, uh, one yeah. of those glasses with the, like, yeah. the fake glasses with the nose the and mustache. The Groucho stash. Yeah. Anything. It, it wouldn't have picked up on that. They had all worn Avengers masks. No one would have been <laughs> able to find them. <laughs> I'd like to see that one. It would have ended a <laughs> lot sooner. The family puts on Avengers masks. Oh, yeah. I'd watch that. I'm pretty sure The Rock is the Hulk. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Would it, only if Vin Diesel could still be Groot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still wondering what role Groot's not an Avenger. Vin Diesel because they've cast Black Bolt for Marvel. They, yeah. They've got a hole in humans. Anson Mount. 
who who was in that badass. It's, if you've not watched it, an audience, if you've not watched it, uh, Hell on Wheels is the AMC show. It's a western, mm-hmm. fantastic. I mean, season three is a little eh, but season one and two, hell yeah. But um, he stars in that. He's like this total silent western badass. He's playing Black Bolt, which for those listening that may not know. Black Bolt, he's an Inhuman. He's uh, one of the part of the Inhuman royal family, and he's brothers to uh, something Sorry. the Mad, who uh, oh. Ramsey Baratheon, that actor, is playing the bad guy here, aka Black Bolt's brother. And Black Bolt's powers is he can't speak because if he speaks, he his vocal cords can just like shatter, like just destroy everything. So he doesn't he doesn't talk all that much. Um, but it was rumored for a while that Vin Diesel was going to play that role, which I thought was kind of a really and Vin Diesel really wanted to play that role. And it's kind of a perfect situation where, oh, he's lending his voice to Groot. Mm-hmm. He's lending his body to Black Bolt. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really cool thing to do. But obviously he's not playing Black Bolt. But Vin Diesel has said that he's got but outside of Guardians of the Galaxy He's got a secret Marvel project that's going to happen. Ooh. He said this in like it was probably 2014. It was before it was right before Guardians of the Galaxy came out. He was like, you know, I've got this coming out, but I've got another secret, you know, sort I can't talk about it right now, but I've got another Marvel project in the works. Guardians 2. And uh, not Guardians 2, it's something where he will be acting. Nice. And I'm really curious what they'll have him doing cuz I mean, you're not going to cast Vin Diesel not as a superhero. You could cast him as a villain. Or as a villain, but either way... Well, let me rephrase it. You're not going to cast Vin Diesel without superpowers. Right. Yeah. So... But Marvel really hates the double dipping, so it wouldn't be something where he'd probably speak. Do they, though? I mean, look look at their casting. They've got... uh, If you watched Agent Carter, there's a character on there, Daniel Sousa. He's the main character on that. He was the cop. If you remember back in Avengers, when uh, the city's being attacked in New York and... Captain America jumps on a car, starts giving directions to, uh, yeah. and then he kicks the alien's ass, and they're like, "Okay, let's listen to this guy." That was that guy. One of those cops was that guy, and then uh, was he just was he the one who started then giving the orders, which were exactly what Cap said, or was he just a background dude? He was he was the backup cop there, so he had no speaking. Okay, there. then. But then, but then, hang on, you got there's this. You've got uh, and uh, Mariah. Black Mariah and Luke Cage. Yeah. That character that killed Cottonmouth. Mm-hmm. She played, and th- this is even stranger because it is a speaking role and it's way closer together. You're talking about the girl, but, the lady from Dexter? Uh, maybe. I didn't watch Dexter. But, uh, Wasn't she on Dexter? Maybe. But yeah, that, <clears throat> that black lady, she played Black Mariah there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> can't. I think so. I'd look up her name, but whatever. Um, she played, she was in Civil War. She was the the lady oh, that was. went up to Tony Stark when he was trying to leave Harvard after giving his presentation at the beginning. He was like, yeah, this is my son. You dropped a building on him. Hmm. That was her. And she was playing a completely different character. So it they don't necessarily shy away from double dipping. But, you know, obviously they've not is done that, the- that with any main characters. But there there's a thing out there where Vin Diesel is slated to be in a separate Marvel project from Groot. I just have no idea what it is. Was she also in Series of Unfortunate Events? Yes. As the ant? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. 
who I've used to be fierce that. and formidable. You should check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Hmm. I could see her as like, well, not now because there's other ones, but like she she kind of suits yeah, Amanda Waller a little bit better. Yeah, she is an Amanda Waller sort of character. Yeah. I thought I thought it was the I same didn't actress. See Suicide honestly. Squad, but I thought that casting was probably the only redeeming thing was mm. they didn't pick some CW looking hottie to be the wall. Yeah. And yeah. When, when I ask this, I'm not trying to get into a uh, like race bending debate about character castings, but was Deadshot always black? Nope. First no. time was Wilson. Okay. Mm-hmm. They needed him for the star power, yeah. which I don't <laughs> care. He may have done a decent job. I don't think uh, watch the movie. Nah. They wanted him for the star power because I hear that movie was just a train wreck anyway. The whole thing was. Will yeah. Smith didn't want to be there. I don't know why he didn't. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why he didn't do the remake of Independence Day instead. Because his son, they wouldn't cast his son. Independence Day. Yeah, that's why he wouldn't do it. He wanted his son cast as his son in the movie. Yeah, uh, but okay, and, that doesn't make and, a damn. I, I know and what his you're saying. kid's a shitty actor, so uh, he's a decent hip hop artist, but he's a shitty actor. First, so. I, I'm I'm not saying that's not true, but that doesn't make any sense narratively. That would have been his stepson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he looks just like Will Smith doesn't really yeah make sense narratively. And his son, like, I'm not being racist with this, but his son is a different shade. Like, his skin tone is different than the kid that played his stepson in the movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Which is another level of weird. Is like, this is your real son, and, like, I guess in the face you sort of look alike. But in the movie, it still wasn't his son. In Independence Day. Yeah, it's still a stepson, yeah. Yeah. But it's like it makes no sense to cast his son in that role because his stepson in the movie looks nothing like right. his stepson. Even you can't even see it. Like you know, people change as they grow and get older. But not even that stretch of like, oh, yeah. I could see that being him. You know, ten years from now, you know, it's not even that. Like they look completely different. But yeah, that was why he wouldn't do it. Is they wouldn't cast his son. And, and he went with Suicide Squad instead. Yeah, terrible. Still got to pay the bills, man. From what I've read, it seemed more like a bluff call, and they called the bluff, and they was like, "Shit, I gotta, I gotta pay for this new pool, or I gotta pay the Scientology bill, or whatever." <laughs> I don't think having Will Smith in it would have saved Independence Day too. No, I, I still enjoyed honest, that I don't movie. I enjoyed what that, that movie, movie was about. Aliens. It was very forgettable, but I still enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, there were aliens, but I it was a tell bigger version of the first one. I couldn't tell you what happened in it. I was more. No, I really like that movie just for what it set up. It set it it took that franchise from a cool summer blockbuster that I loved when I was younger, and it took that. This was a transition. It's literally if I'm in Adobe Premiere and I go up to the transition thing, this was literally a transition file that they dropped in between one and three because they they wanted to set up a big intergalactic war thing. And I'm totally fucking down with taking this series into Starship Troopers territory. See, I'm not because again, we kind of got lucky in those, those ships based on where they were would have ruined earth just by hovering. Just there. from being there. So that first, the, the after independence day two, I kind of remember there were a fuck ton of ships that went, they left, didn't they? Or did they crash? They couldn't have crashed because they would have ruined it. Yeah, they left or something. So. No, they mentioned the second one. Uh, there was the one that there was in Africa that it was drilling to the core of the earth. Yeah. yeah. 
that one didn't take off when uh, shit started going south. When the mothership exploded, yeah. most of them either left or they Yeah, but there's a whole fleet of up. aliens out there. And and I remember saying up that they're not set up for a war. They're set up for a massacre. Like, right. I don't see... It's so unbelievable that humanity even stands a chance. We've had their well, technology. but they they've got that like monolith d- alien ship that crashed on the moon in the second one at the beginning that they thought was aliens, but it's actually it came through a portal or yeah. something to give them better to it was right. it, it's some race right. that's like transcended biological yeah. shit, and they've been able to put their their consciousnesses into technology, mm-hmm. so they came there to help humanity get the technology to beat the aliens if the aliens crash one ship into the, one of those big ships into the earth like that we'd be done oh yeah no questions asked. just come yeah, all they'd have style. to do is just drive it straight and they yeah. seem to have a lot of them but they want yeah. our resources though I w- i'm so they wouldn't want to just destroy the planet that's true yeah what resources that they can't dig up from the ashes water i don't know they mention it in the second there's something <laughs> about them drilling to the core of the earth to uh it's something i know about how to that. get there real yeah. quick but no, I'm, into it. I'm most excited about what the second one set up because I want to learn more about the actual race of aliens themselves. And that's that's why I liked the second movie, actually, is it gave us a little bit of insight into their culture. And that's what I find really interesting. about. like, yeah, it's not a great movie, but just building the mythology. I think that's interesting. And I want them to have an actual name, like how the aliens from Alien have Xenomorph. Mm-hmm. I want to get an actual name for those dudes. And. Like, I, I would love to see their home planet, which I think we will see. I think we're, they're definitely trying to build to that. But, I, yeah, I thought that was the most... I, I like that movie for that reason. I just like seeing more about the aliens. I remember it being mostly forgettable. But, yeah, it is. A simple yeah. cash grab on what was, like, a good movie for its time. And I like, I like Jeff Goldblum's character. Yeah. <laughs> but... I, I, to me, it it stinks of we need a franchise out of this, and no, you oh, do for not. Sure, we, yeah. I, I don't need a name for those aliens because I can remember Independence Day, but not much of Independence Day too. Yeah, yeah. Like they're gonna try, they're gonna go too deep. They're gonna try and mine too deep where there isn't, and doesn't quite frankly doesn't need to be anything. Mm. Yeah, I wish you weren't probably right. <laughs> You know what? If we're gonna if we're gonna turn something into a franchise, I need more Twenty One Jump Street movies. Yeah, I still need to see the sequel. They already gave us the posters for the rest of them, and I need to see <laughs> all of those movies. Uh, we should do that one next. We should watch those. The movie Jump Street. Nights. Yeah, those are. There's good. only a couple of them. Yeah, There's sure. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, the first one was great. But I'm gonna wrap this up here, though. On that note, we've gone a little longer right. than I anticipated, but that's fine. Um. Yeah, I want to mention, uh, yeah, again, go check out the Chattanooga Film Festival this weekend. It starts mm-hmm. Thursday. Uh, we'll be down there along with Underground, which you can find us on their app. And, yeah, come say hi. Go see a movie. They've got passes. <clears throat> Excuse me. They've got passes for all the events and all the panels and all that stuff. But you can also just pay. I think it, you can buy day passes to go see a certain amount of movies each mm-hmm. day. And they're actually not expensive. It's not the bullshit $13 that you're going to be paying to go see, you know, the next Avengers movie or whatever. It's actually reasonably priced. I think five or six bucks a movie, I think, something like that. Um, Yeah, like we want you to get out there and see the movie. So 
they're pretty affordable if that's all you want to do. If you want to go see the panels and stuff, you'll have to get a pass. But again, it's worth it. There's a lot of stuff. They're going to have a boat party on the Southern Bell. They'll have all sorts of after parties. They're having a brunch party at St. John's. All sorts of fun stuff this weekend with Chattanooga Film Festival. So make sure you come by and say hi. And then uh, also Saturday is Bruce Guys. Yeah. We will be down there slinging some of the beer. And then we'll also be down there filming. So make sure you come by, try some of the beer that we've been making, and say something, you know, say hi. Get on camera, whatever you want to do. Yeah, we're personable. Yeah, yeah, we're nice guys, not total creeps. We're fucking personable, damn it. <laughs> and then uh, person. I also want to say go check out Stone on Air with uh, Brian Stone. He's got a podcast, another podcast here in chat. Go check him out. Got some good stuff going on there. And then, uh, do you guys have anything you want to add before we close out here? Um, watch Legion. I finished it last yeah. night, and it's pretty good. I need to start Legion. Yeah. There's what? eight episodes, and they get shorter as they go. Yeah. Watch Fargo. I yeah, watch, <laughs> yeah, watch Fargo. Watch Legion. Go to the Chattanooga Film Festival. Watch some films. Come yeah. to Bruce Listen guys. to Stone come on to Air. Guys. Come to Bruce Guys. For try the kids. some beer. Yeah. Come drink for the kids. And this has been episode 62 of the Brew Chat Podcast. Ooh. Woohoo.